you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. She got on Payless. Me, I got on Gator Shoes. I'm shopping for chinchillas in the summer. They cheaper. That's all you get. Uh, it sounded corny, so it's probably like E40. No, E40 is not corny. <laughs> it's a Bay Area legend. Mo, you got a guess? Bay Area legend? No, no. E40 is a Bay Area legend. I, not hinting who that, this is. That sounds like something Kanye would say. Same era. This is Fifty Cent PIMP. Uh, this year, I think was, or this week was twenty years that his first album came out. Ah, okay, all right. So that was a tribute. Yeah, get Richard Die Trying. I think that was his first album, right? I believe so. Right? No, he had one beforehand, but it wasn't as popular. It was like I don't know if you consider like a that was his first major record. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I just remember, little did I know that the candy shop would mean a cigar humidor as I got older. Candy shop. What's up, Cigar Noise Boys? Don and Tyler. Uh, this week we have Mo on, Patina Cigars. Thanks for joining us, Mo. Yo, yo. It's a pleasure uh, to be here. Real quick, shout out to our sponsor, Cigar Noise. Dave West is all the things for a small batch cigar. Uh, go check out the blind reviews. Uh, last week's blind review was the Eighth Street by La Gloria Cubana. That was a surprise. High price point, but good cigar. Dave West, cigar noise. Hey Dom, can you stop cutting off people when they're talking? Okay, uh, Mo, I apologize. My Wi-Fi sucks. I moved yes, from sir. a bad Wi-Fi location to another bad Wi-Fi location. I bought a booster to a worse. Well, I bought a booster, yeah. but. It uh it won't get here till Thursday, so this is the last well, bad podcast. Yeah, so yeah, I <laughs> figures why you had me on, but um, no, you know uh, the the one thing I will say, Dom, is that it, when you're up in the in the hills overlooking the ocean, it's probably like because you're so high, it's probably really mm. hard to get good. <laughs> Dude, oh man. You oh, just the water. Yeah, so I'm in the clouds. Feel about you moving in. I'm on an island. Yeah. Well, all I see is Tyler's smoke, so I don't know where he went. Tyler, are you smoking there on the podcast? Tough guy, Tyler. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I'm smoking. Can you guys hear me good? That's wild. Yeah. And he'll hear what? you well. Adverb. Oh, good. Tyler, okay. what are you smoking? <laughs> oh, I'm smoking a patina Sumatra. Oh wow. Nice. That's not paid for, by the way. Mm. I didn't pay. Him I did smoke. pay for. The, I did pay for these, though. Tyler paid for. Yeah, I did not pay yeah. Tyler to smoke that, or give them to me for free. I bought these. Mo, we have <laughs> some uh, questions, some salutations okay, for you. Before that, though, quick. what? What? Oh my God! Is this going to be this Wi-Fi situation? Anyways, before we go any, I wanted to. Talk more about your shitty Wi-Fi and you talking over people. Thought we squashed it, Tyler. When he's living that high up and in those rich areas, they don't quite get. Uh-oh. No, I just I had a somebody sent a message and said, "Great podcast. It was interesting. Why does Dom talk over the the person?" 
and no we have it established that it's the wi-fi because usually you're a really good host but it, yeah. your wi-fi and you're good at filling the dead spots but yeah it's it's a wi-fi situation you're not you're not a rude a-hole it's just your wi-fi tyler thank you very much and uh, i think i'm gonna we be love nice. you dom oh man dude i'm feeling feeling the february love right now i'm gonna reciprocate but later not right now mo your cigars have double bands yeah. now you supposed to yes. that today that's pretty cool yes yeah all the uh going forward all of them will have double bands obviously those won't start hitting the market so you know we move through what we have but yeah um question did you get shops asking for double band when you only had the connecticut and habano out or was it really when the maduro hit and that's a good question more so when the maduro hit like guys were like oh you know it's kind of look it i i get it because the habano box is a really dark brown and the maduro box is black so that doesn't help now granted all this all the cigars have the skew on them upc code so you could tell um by looking at the code but you know, I get it. You want to make it foolproof. So I take the feedback that retailers and brokers and stuff give me seriously. And I thought that that was a really good suggestion. And it was a relatively easy, um, you know, thing to implement. So we did it. Um, and the other uh, edition will be uh, all, all patina boxes will become with bovida packs in them now. So sweet yeah a lot of a lot of news coming out of uh right before tpe yeah man and it'll probably be the same type of deal at tv but uh, <laughs> you know i was gonna say hey you're you're quite the trend center setter because um you went to tpe kind of before it blew yeah. up you know the year we mm -hmm. were there the first time i think we both yeah. went um there wasn't many cigar no, companies nobody there. gave a shit <laughs> Yeah, no, there's a ton. Yeah, I mean, dude, listen, man, when you're when you're a smaller brand, you got to take every opportunity to to be out there. And the way I look at it is, every time that I'm at something like that, it helps establish legitimacy. Now, I don't do like the big smoke or Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival or anything like that, so I miss out on some of those opportunities. So TPE and PCA are really the big ones for me. Yeah, so uh tpe's in two weeks um mm -hmm. i'll be helping you again in the booth um mm -hmm. as coop calls people like me indentured servants um what? but uh that's fine what happened uh no that's what coop calls like people who help out like who aren't like really in the industry and who help out yeah at cigar booths like servants was that on oh, the developing pallets podcast <laughs> no, that's a cigar coop. Yeah, but wasn't he just? Why did mind. Why did he refer to them as? What? Where does uh, where, because, hmm? where does that stem from? Just uh, um, people helping out a booth and then hitting all the other booths to get free samples. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. Tyler, <laughs> you should be a funny guy and get a shirt made that says "I'm just an indentured servant." 
Yeah. We're at yeah. <laughs> No, it's yeah. funny. I love Coop. I'm just busting his balls. It's, it's funny. Um, yeah, Coop is great. I Yeah, I'm not sure where that comes from or what experiences he's had. Um, a guy like that usually doesn't exaggerate or whatever, so he's probably mm-hmm. seen some stuff that made him uh, say that. Um, well, there's a, a guy we all know. Um, he would – yeah, he would help out at – a booth and then go in and just like bust through somebody else's booth and say like demand samples you know mm-hmm. i'll tell you guys off off air who i'm talking about yeah. but um he's done some of that stuff at the romocrat parties too this guy but uh, uh yeah uh, so yeah one guy gives it a bad name for everybody kind of like when pca was kind of didn't want we're kind of like hassling the the media about coming in because mm-hmm. one year a media guy came and like demanded samples. You're not like as a media person, you're not even allowed to ask for samples. Really? Okay. Yeah, okay. they're not they're not allowed to ask. Interesting, but I would think that every brand is chomping at the bit to give media samples. They don't even mm-hmm. have to ask. Dude, I think it's man. I think it's baller that Half Wheel um, does not review samples or they when companies will send emails mm-hmm. saying hey we're, we're sending you a package they say no we don't want it keep your cigars and stuff and they send it anyways so like how baller is that where you're turning down free cigars i could have a million cigars i will never turn down a free cigar or a free ash tray or a free t-shirt but i mean uh, yeah i mean yeah but they want to they want to keep that that perception of obje- objectivity you know obviously like People always question reviews, you know, like what, what's their angle, right? So I think that's a, that's a good step in protecting themselves from accusations of playing favorites or whatever. Yeah. Tyler, are you saying that Alyssa hasn't commented on your collection of ashtrays or Romacraft merchandise? She's okay with that? You're just packing <laughs> drawers and drawers of cigars? There, no, there will be no... No, actually... When I moved down here, I gave away most of my cigar shirts and then uh um like my you know, I had those Romacraft uh I don't know what they are, poster paintings, whatever the fuck they are. They were by behind my TV. Those are now in storage. Um <laughs> yeah, there'll be no cigar merchandise. I keep a a couple of humidors out in the living room, but it's uh yeah, it's a it's supposed to look like a real house, not a uh college kids apartment anymore so tyler you um did you smoke in the house or no no hmm, that was actually one of the questions it's not like uh wisconsin where i had smoking got a little patio area <laughs> <laughs> the nice thing about austin you could probably smoke outside almost all year round yeah i mean it was only rough time was like a week ago when it was 32 degrees out and freezing rain but mm-hmm. it's pretty it's nice we get we get like two and a half weeks of winter yeah it's really nice. when are you coming yeah. to austin for an event i know you were in just in houston i don't know man it's a good question we got to figure it out i know I'll, i th- if the smokers abbey crew is at tpe i'll definitely talk to them and try to get something set up their new spot is really dope they yeah, did they a really good job mm-hmm you know, Smokers Abbey in Austin has been, and actually Nashville too, 
Um, I've been with Katina since literally the beginning. They're probably my first 10 or 15, one of my, or two of my first 10 or 15 customers. So, yeah. So, I absolutely, definitely got to get down to Austin, T-Bone. Um, real quick about bands. That was a conversation earlier. Mo, do you have any uh, comments mm-hmm. for Tyler, who's kind of uh, starting a pet project to be so horny, but unbanded? I get it. It'd be a lot yeah. of money and time, but any thoughts? I think it would nice. It would be nice to have a band just because it's something that you could remember it by and, and put it in your humidor and be like, you know, that's something that I did. Um, I think from that perspective, it would probably be pretty cool to have bands on there, but I certainly understand, uh, how expensive it would be to make a band, you know, I don't know, Tyler, how many cigars are you doing? Uh, 2000, if it ever comes to fruition. Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking 2000 bands. That's a, a really small run. I mean, your bands are, <laughs> the cost of your bands are going to be, you know, you're going to have to work that into the cost of the cigar, obviously. And, and I'm not, you know, it's not going to be a ton, but it's definitely more than what it should be. So I definitely understand why you wouldn't want to put bands on there. But yeah, yeah they're going to be, mm-hmm. be mostly for me to smoke myself. Yeah. And like, that's like the something to have that, you know, this takes me back to all the time I spent in Nicaragua and everything. But mm-hmm. um yeah, the hard part now is is uh the getting the binder. So hopefully yeah. hopefully it works, but of course I pick all the hard tobaccos to use. So Well it's it's funny you bring that up because a lot of people try to do that and that's how things end up on back order. And I always tell people, man, know your factory. Know your factory. Know what's readily available to you. Try to use that. It helps with consistency and it helps with, uh, you know, being able to have product. If you don't have product, you can't sell it, right? But obviously for a one-off project, it's a little different. So, Yeah. yeah Tyler, uh, was it last Sunday in church, my wife? Because I gave her my coat jacket uh, to keep warm. And I had my wallet in there and she... Uh, pulled it out and I said, you might want, not want to open that. And I had to explain because I had a, a Visa Horny sticker. So I explained that was your cigar brand. <laughs> yeah, good times. All right. I thought you were going to say because if you were to drop your wallet, it would cause an earthquake. No, no, no. Or I thought you had that picture <laughs> that I sent you and you printed it and put it in your the wallet. mail. Oh, okay. El Dandy Cubano says, what up, Mo? What uh, Dom? I'm not gonna lie, bro. You kind of look like Drew these days. Really, Dom, you suck. Wow, suck. Yeah, you do. That's awesome. You and Drew look like you guys could be brothers. We'll do a do a movie together. That's a matter of opinion, but yeah. When's the next podcast coming out? Absolutely. That's a great question too. Uh, You know, Drew obviously is a father now, so his responsibilities have changed. Um, so he's just kind of easing into that role, figuring out what kind of time he'll be able to have. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we're not done. We're just kind of on hiatus for now. Baby bonding leave it. That's cool that you guys offer that salt and smoke. Yeah, man. Paternity leave. Yeah. 
Moternity. Um, Moternity. Yeah, you guys, I mean, I hope you stay around because I asked about five years ago if I could come on the podcast. So it would be dope if that were to ever happen. I thought we had you on. Mm-hmm. We don't have a very good track record for guests, by the way. Guests of our podcast I typically no don't do well afterwards. Sultan's curse. Yeah, although you could argue Matt Booth came on and sold to General. So you could argue that, you know, maybe the uh, Sultan's curse has been cured or, or whatever, exercised out, if you will. But then, you know, we still have had some fatalities, too, unfortunately. Or some, yeah. Fatalities. Yeah. Who died? That's, 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 well. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Smoke Ring Dude says, sup. sup. Wow, we're getting some quality. That is Royd Tyler. Romatron. He's no longer says, Nerd Tyler. Roy. Oh, no. He's still Nerd mm. Tyler, but he's Royd Tyler. But he's, he's, yeah. Tron says, tell him I said hello. Yeah. Tron's a good dude. We, I had, You know what? Tron came down from Wisconsin uh, not last week. I had a cigar together. That was really cool. Uh, Velvet Smokes says, is Tyler going to have an airport smoking lounge in his new home? We are, already covered that. Nope. Got voted mm-hmm. out. <laughs> uh, Yogi says, I don't want to decrease the whole value. <laughs> when is he coming to New York and New Jersey? NC6789 and I need some Momo. Listen, I, I appreciate that sentiment. And as much as I would love to come out there, I need a reason to go out there. And, you know, that's a market that unfortunately has been pretty slow to develop for Patina. But, um, you know, when that day comes, we'll definitely be out there, man. They're not big enough for reason? Uh, they are, but unfortunately, uh, they don't pay my bills, so. <laughs> you hear that, guys? Do better. <laughs> yeah. Go to the shop. But, yeah, hopefully uh, we'll get out there. Um, man, it's just at the point now, bro, especially post-COVID, the way things have changed a little bit. Um, trips have to make sense and, uh, you know, there has to be a reason to really go out somewhere, um, versus just riding in the car and and going from store to store. I mean, that's why, you know, we pay, uh, commission to brokers to do that. And when we go out there, it should be more of like cutting lights and stuff like that. Have have events been doing better? Yeah. I know like Um, post COVID, they've still been kind of. Slow. Yeah, man. I think with I think everybody. by and large, people have gotten really used to just not really doing that stuff. And um, the ones I've done have been pretty good. That's you know, but I think if you if you were to talk to most people, they'll tell you it's just not as big as it was pre-COVID. But I have a feeling it'll swing back now too, because. You have a slowing economy, and I think cigars are are slowing are going to slow down at least somewhat. So stores will want that pick me up more as we move along. You know, to where they'll want to do cotton lights again and things like that. Whereas before, man, they were they were selling cigars. Hand well, even I I don't need something to accelerate it. Uh, <laughs> right. It's weird that since COVID, a lot of stuff has changed. You know, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walmart's no no longer open twenty four seven. A lot of these 
a lot of places closed earlier, mm-hmm. and then the service is shit yep. everywhere. Service is shit, and now everyone expects a tip for everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Um, and uh, it seems like the one thing that I feel like probably cigar shops, the service hasn't gone down because I think it's still something that it's a hobby for people. Mm-hmm. I mean, who work it, who don't own it, so it's like they're still interested in it, but like. It's just crazy, man, how it's like you're an inconvenience, these, these motherfuckers. <laughs> now it's like you, you go to a food truck here and it's it is. They don't want to talk to you. It's, it's uh, you have to order from the tab tablet by yourself. And then right. the tablet asks you if you want to tip. Yep. It's like, why? Why would I tip you? I type my own fucking order in. Right. Yeah. I remember. I thought food trucks were cheap. It's 20 bucks minimum. Nothing's cheap right now, man. Dude, I went to Chipotle yesterday and put twenty bucks down, and I just and I got sick from it, so I was double pissed. And the, the, it was funny because when I went to check out, and I told her, she go the lady's like, "Oh, is this double meat?" And I said, "Well, theoretically, yes, but the portions you put would indicate it's just half and half." And she just looked at me like I was the biggest asshole on the planet. And the thing is, man, is I'm really not an asshole. I and you guys know that I don't have you know, but I don't like being ripped off. No, and I felt like I'm looking at this thing and I'm like I'm paying twenty. This is nuts. I mean, look at certain things are going to price themselves out of rotation. Chipotle for me for the amount of satisfaction I get from eating it to what I have to pay, that's out of my rotation now. Mm. I'm not paying that for fucking Chipotle. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. And I will tell you, and I know a lot of, you know, brands have been increasing prices, increasing prices. Um, you know, you got to be really careful, man, because you could price yourself out of a humidor. So that's like one thing that I was thinking about, too. Um, even though costs have continued to kind of go up, but you just got to be really careful, man. Because I've been, you know, uh, contacted by a few different retailers saying, hey, we might have some space opening up. There's some stuff that we had that, and so, um, yeah. I mean, you got to really know your, your stuff. It's crazy how even new companies with no track record at all, they're coming out with twenty dollar limited editions, and they've been around for six minutes. Um, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's 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 buying all these. 20 30 40 hour cigars i want i want to meet them and ask them what they do for a living and if they're hiring uh, yeah so man the thing is is like there's this gap right in the cigar industry you have your boutique brands that you know 10 to 12 maybe 15 at the most um on their core line stuff um and then you you know, to get to that next level, you're having to jump to 2530, right? So there's a lot of people that have been trying to fill that that void between, like, say, 15 and 20 or 17 and 20 bucks. And that's just a really tough space to play in because people are going to have the expectations of a 25 to $30 cigar. And I don't know, man, that's just a really tough space to play in. Um, like, my limited edition will be in that space, but there's there's only 5,000 cigars. It's not, and it's a one-time deal. It's not regular production. Right. But I don't know to come out with a cigar at that. 
I mean, dude, I'm six years in and I still have people saying, yeah, that's, that's expensive. Like what? I mean, just about everybody's passed me up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, no. do you want to talk about your, your, uh, your anniversary cigar a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's sure. um cigar Brandon. Uh, that was his question, but he specifically called you daddy. So yeah. I want, to, well, I want to throw that in. Well, you know, we have a pending DNA test. We're going on Maury Povich, so we'll find out. Um, oh, yeah, he retired, actually. No, he won't be going on Maury. You might have to do uh, Judge Matthews or something like that. Yeah, the uh, anniversary is a 6x52. It's Connecticut Broadleaf wrapper, Mexican binder, um, U.S. and Nicaragua in the guts. And uh, I'm very excited. That, that cigar is awesome. It really is, man. <laughs> it's, it's really, really good. Nice. What's the uh, MSRP and the shipping? So I haven't come up with a price, but I will say that it's going to be somewhere near 20 bucks. Okay. Um, and that's only because, dude, Connecticut Broadleaf is insanely expensive. And um, it is a true limited. It's not like, oh, okay, we're going to repackage this to be something else later. It's 500 boxes of 10 cigars each. Um, and yeah, so it'll 10 be cigars, 10 cigars. You buy, yeah. Um, so it's easier box purchase, even though cigars are a little bit more expensive, but it's still um, whatever. And it's legitimate, limited. And, you know, the boxes will each be numbered. So, you know, you'll, you'll know which box you have of it. Um, things that, you know, people like value right especially if you like collect cigars mm-hmm. um so yeah man like i'm i'm really excited about that cigar it's yeah it's going to be pricier than the core stuff but it should be because it's not a core line <laughs> it's a one-off the, fir- the first anniversary it's the first limited i've ever done so and i heard you personally interviewed the buncher in the roller and it's the same two for every cigar yeah, so we not only that, but so what we did was is we went to the Amazon rainforest, found Connecticut broadleaf in the Amazon rainforest, wow. aged wow. it for 32 and a half years, and then uh, you know, put it in the cigar. So, wow, one year old, we're gonna find innovative. more eventually. What's that? I said one year old mole with very, uh, yeah, in- <laughs> exactly. I wish I'm much older than that. Um, but you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, yeah, man. So it's just, it's a great cigar and I'm very excited to bring it out. Really. Yeah. Dope. I can't wait. Um, how's the box going to be? Is it rows or is it going to be 10 flat across? Yeah. 10 flat across. Dope, I like that. Yep. Yeah. I'll send you guys a picture of the box. Oh, I think it's, you're going to send us a box. Oh, uh, I wish I could. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I wish I could, man. <laughs> I'll be buying them. Either from Lake uh, Country or Small Batch. Yeah, so I actually haven't even started taking pre-orders, so I don't really know who's going to have it yet. Um, but yeah, I'm sure Small Batch, Lake Country, Casa, that's probably where the majority of what majority of it will go. But um, yeah, so we'll see. But I'm thinking March, April release maybe. Maybe wait till May to make it. I just want to get it out before the actual sixth year, so I can technically say it came out in the fifth year. <laughs> wow! It took it took five and a half years for Mo to come out with the Ellie. 
lot yep. of people come up with an Ellie for their second release or their first, you know. No, I appreciate you do it the right way, man. You build the core and then, you know, it's harder It's harder to build a core than it is just to come up with a new release, a new limited release every year, every three months or whatever, you know. But we've, yeah, we've talked about that a hundred times, but oh, you're yeah. doing it the right way, I think. Yeah, and man, if, you, if your core can't carry you, it's going to be really tough, I feel like. So... All right, two more questions. 414 Marco says, what were you trying to achieve in the Sumatra blend? These hmm. last two are the hard questions, by the way. Marco, shout out to Marco, good dude. So basically, I looked at what I consider the benchmarks of Sumatra rappers, which are the Kappa 7th Especial by Tatawahe and the um, Kahonu 2012 Sumatra. So, you know, basically I was like, all right, these are my favorite Sumatra cigars. Can we come up with something that will compete with that? Um, in my mind, like, and that was like kind of like the motivation behind it. Cause like, you know, I respect, I don't dog other brands. Like I respect the shit out of other brands. I smoke other brands all the time because I think you have to keep your palate uh, from becoming one dimensional it also gives you ideas that you could use maybe on stuff that you want to work on um and you got to respect the people that came before you so i look at the guys that do it right and, and do it you know in a way that has been sustainable so i'm like okay i, I know that th- these cigars have been around for a long time they obviously sell um what's something that would be patina ish you know, that can compete with that, but still maintain kind of like patina profile. And that's really what I was going for. And um, something that was just full of flavor, but again, won't knock you out. Um, You know, it's always flavor over power. So it's funny because it's been much more successful with consumers than it has been with reviewers. So I'll take that all Yeah, they're the ones who are buying it um more yeah a I mean, times yeah for sure so um dom i was not referring i, <laughs> I, I didn't say anything to be no one's no one's I, fingers. I, didn't, I, I didn't i didn't even remember that until i saw you laughing and then i was like oh shit but no i didn't even no it's not even that man like like seriously like it hasn't like for it wasn't really in any top list i mean it was in your you know Tyler's and you know whatever and maybe a couple others but it really you know I never saw anybody really smoke a Romeo Julieta but I know I knew that I always had to change the boxes (laughs) and I always had to get order more you know what I'm saying and like it's like I want to get to that point where I never see anybody smoking a patina but they're they're always reordering then I know I made it (laughs) it's like hilarious how that works well it's like you said Um, about the social media is totally different than what actually happens. For sure. Um, the uh, the broadleaf is that going to be? How does that compare to the the Maduro you have? Is it a little stronger? A little more? Uh, I'd say a little mm-hmm. sweeter and okay. a little stronger. I can't wait to try it. Um, do you oh, do you have any? Uh, do you have a sample to bring the TPE? Unfortunately, I do not. Okay. Well, that's good. They're, they're so good. 
You smoked them all. I, sw- I, have, I have one left, and I promised it to somebody uh, who is going to be buying a ton of them because they're a retailer. So I, I got to keep my word on that. Yeah. Um, Tyler. I wish. Well, last, week, last week we had Alex on. Mm-hmm. Did he say the combo of the broadleaf wrapper with uh, Sandreas binder is what gives you that chocolatey note? In his opinion? I forget what combo he said. I think that was it. Who did you have on? Um sorry. I'm sorry, who uh, was it? Uh Alex uh Bench Benchmade. Oh Benchworks? Bench, yeah, yeah, yeah. He works with uh he works with uh, my boy Benito a lot or Benoit. Right? Well yeah, the, he worked at Oliva with Benoit and then they both mm-hmm. left. Okay, uh, yeah. Benoit's working. Uh well yeah, Alex works for Romacraft now. Oh, no kidding. Okay, cool. Yeah, he he's in charge of like the bodega. I don't know. I'm not going to speak. I don't know exactly what he does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he works in the pre industry for Romacraft. Uh, they open up um some a lot of pre uh, pre industry stuff mm-hmm. down there. Okay, cool. Yeah, man. Um, Benoit, for those who don't know, actually started at Mombacho, mm-hmm. and so I knew Benoit from when he was at Mombacho, and so uh. That kid's incredible. But yeah, he went out to Condega and started growing his own tobacco. And I think Oliva bought a shit ton of it. And here we are today. Yeah, now he works for fuck, some big company. He's out in Belgium. He's back where he's from. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah so he travels around buying tobacco for cigarellos, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, the machine made. So, yeah, he's a, a, yeah, the machine made. Was that mm-hmm. um? Fuck, I forgot the name. I don't remember I the brand name. Um, but yeah, uh, I was gonna say I don't like. This is random, but I don't like Lanceros. But I would really love to try your Connecticut in a Lancero. A little yeah, retail. I mean, man, you, you know, listen, you you worked retail. Dom works retail. We know how mm-hmm. that goes. I've worked retail. <laughs> Um, Just there are very few shops that really do well with Lanceros. Well, okay, Lanceros. Just yeah. to roll a couple samples. Maybe it blows you away. And no, I'm just kidding. All right, go yeah, on. Yeah. Lan- Lanceros don't sell, but on top of that, you would do a Connecticut Lancero. I feel like that's just bad news written all over it. No, like the only. Um, the, I think the uh, Antonio Connecticut. They might have a Lancero in that size. I'm thinking like add a bit. Oh. Yeah, Atabay is good in every. I mean, anything Atabay is pretty good. But man, if you don't have your, yeah, I don't know. I mean, perfect. You're screwed. All right. Yeah. I have one more question before Dom has his last question, or is I want has that um cannibalized any of your other skews, or has it has it has your sales increased now that you have a a, a fourth option? Uh, anything slowed mm-hmm. off since, since you added the Maduro? Because it was it was Connecticut Habano for a while, and then you added the Maduro yep. and then the Sumatra. Yeah, um, no, and, and it's really too early to tell on the Sumatra. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But they're really Sumatra is one of those rappers, man. That you know, people either like it or they don't. I feel mm-hmm. like so. Um, I think that people that like to smoke Sumatras are really going to like that cigar. Um, but no, it hasn't really cannibalized from anything, but I, I would say that I would imagine that'll be, 
probably number two in the lineup within a year or so at the pace that it's going. The Connecticut's still number but one. The Connecticut's always been number one. Yeah. That's and probably always will be. Nope. Yeah, I mean the Connecticut man, like that's starting to like if you go to certain shops, that's just that's not even boutique guys smoking it anymore. It's kind of crossed over for a decent number of shops that carry patina. It's kind of crossed over into like even like non boutique smokers will buy it. So well, I introduced it. If that makes when, sense. When I worked at Havana, I introduced it to a lot of the older guys who would smoke the the Monty mm-hmm. Whites, the uh, Rock Battelle Vintage, mm-hmm. and it did well. It was because it was right. It's a uh, right around the same price. Those Monty's got mm-hmm. really expensive. Like they kept yeah. getting increases. Um, yeah. I'm curious to see how uh, Havana does with it. She um, still orders. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was at Roma Craft yesterday and they had a big uh, order. Um, nice. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, good. At least, you know, so. Um, yeah. We'll just see. All right. I forgot. Okay. Last hard question. This is from Messin Diesel. Uh, what's inside the Maduro blend? Okay. Why does it taste uh, similar to Dunbarn's Unstolen Valor? And I didn't do research to see what um, was posted uh, publicly about that blend or if anything was kept under wraps. I don't know what's in this Unstolen Valor. It could potentially taste similar because uh, Raul blended Unstolen Valor and finished off Maduro from where we had started it. Originally, Tina Maduro had a Sumatra binder. So did it. Um, so we changed the binder to the Connecticut Broadleaf binder, which you know was Raul's suggestion, um, and that pretty much finished the blend, uh, more or less. But uh, it's Nicaraguan Ometepe, uh, Condega, and then uh, Pennsylvania Broadleaf in the filler and it's Connecticut broadleaf binder and Mexican wrapper. Cool. Thank you uh, to our listeners for the questions. Now I've got one. Mo, you like baseball. I don't watch baseball, baseball, but I grew up playing it through high school. Right. Is there a correlation between people who love baseball and Candela smokers? I'm not saying that they smoke it all the time, but like more often than the standard person who doesn't play or enjoy baseball. Where have you seen that correlation? I, I just like that fresh grass smell when I think of, oh, it's baseball mm. season. Ah, Sometimes I get that in a Candela and I link the two. Yeah, so I don't really smoke any Candelas. So I'm not, but I could see where you're going with that. Yeah. It very well could be. Um. There is nothing like that smell, though. My God. No. Nice. Yeah. That's the smell of the grass crying because it's getting cut. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then now endorphins or whatever the fuck. Dude, the, the smell of freshly cut grass and the taste of water from a hose. Like, that's childhood, man. That's, like, the best. <laughs> um, This is uh, an inside, super inside question. So, if you're in the Midwest, you would know this guy. How's our boy uh, Todd doing? Who's that? How's Todd doing? 
He's good, man. Just talked to him two days ago. No, yesterday. Is he going to be yeah. at TPE? No. Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, Prowse will be there. No, then? actually, guys in Arizona would know him too because he managed Churchill's for like, yeah, that's right. You know, twenty years. Yeah. Twenty years. He's not that old. I was the manager at Churchill for twenty years, bro. Twenty years. I didn't know it was that long. Damn. Mm-hmm. He's old. Ain't <laughs> that old, but no, Todd, Todd's got to be mid mid to late forties, I think. Speaking of Arizona, Tyler, I wonder if we could get, um, maybe not San Rosie, maybe them, someone else, because the Super Bowl is literally going to be held at that stadium in a week. Next door. Yeah. yeah. I'll be. So I wonder at what they're finance doing next month. Oh, okay, so maybe ask them, uh, and we can talk about if there's any crazy stories, uh, if they see any NFL past greats. That'd be cool. Dude, people, yeah, famous cool. people always hang out at their shop. Last time I was there for an event, I hung out with a, a guy who used to play baseball in the 2000s named Pulsito Polanco. And we hung out for like an hour talking baseball. Basement. Yeah, he was a hell of a player. Uh, yeah. But it was awesome, man. Yeah, there, and Cedric Sabalos was there. He's a he DJ there. Phoenix Suns. Yeah, he's a DJ there. Um, I've met the 49ers. Uh, I don't know if he's like their strength. No, head of security for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, head of Aaron Hernandez. With him. Who's that? Aaron Hernandez. Uh, no, he wasn't there. Um, um, but yeah, they've always got famous people going in and out of that place. Pretty they crazy. got a new patio going up there, yeah. I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be there next month. Uh, there's a Taylor Swift concert going on. And there's a group of us going out there. I'm not going to the concert, but I wanted to allegedly. I wanted to uh, go on a little trip, so yeah, uh, we'll be going. Nice. Me, Alyssa, and her friends, and more than my friends now too. Yeah, I'll be hanging. uh, Fine ash. That's a great shop, man. Great place to have a cigar, no doubt about it. Yeah. Talk to Lenny. Oh, that's actually that's where I went on my honeymoon. I stopped in. Oh, no kidding? Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Place is great. Let's go back to this question, Dom. You said you played baseball. You were homeschooled. Were you on the team of one? Okay. Would so, you go Tyler, do, do you want the answer? For three years, this is before high school, I played on a, it's not a travel team, <laughs> yeah. but it was like at a private school, but it wasn't connected to the school, I don't think. I don't okay. know anyone could join. But then, yeah, high school. I was only homeschooled through fourth grade, halfway through. Tyler, exaggerating ass, Tyler. I'll tell you what, I've never, every homeschool kid I met is weird. Um, Dom. I don't disagree. I know I have, I'm a friend with one going to his wedding. It's a little different. <laughs> I can't imagine being homeschooled, even for, like, we would, what, what bothered me the most because I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fat hater is when we would leave middle school we all went to high school and then all the kids who went to private school went to our high school it's like oh now the public school is good enough for you rich motherfuckers where were you you weren't in the trenches with me in 6th 7th 8th grade yeah and then you're playing football how... with the same you're playing football with the same guys and then they come in and they're trying to steal your spots like no motherfucker I've been here since day 1 mhm and then I bully them 
What do you think about that, Don? I am trying to imagine Tyler as a bully. Something. I don't think some, Tyler has a mean. Yeah, no, I hear his words, and it, I don't think uh, I think he's all talk. Tyler is. Uh, he would. He would let his. Giant. He'd let his game do the talking. They'd spit on their faces. <laughs> well, that'd be, that'd be not a lot of talking. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, oh. I was reading this article, uh, and it was talking about how companies save billions of dollars by giving people fake titles, like making them like, like uh, a a team lead, and you're the only one on the team, or like. Uh, right. I, I didn't read the article. I just looked at the heading. But it made me think of the cigar industry and how people are like director of operations and they don't own a factory or they're like uh, VP of the sales or sales team. And there's like one rep for the whole state. It's like Mm -hmm. just four employees. Like, like, Mo, I really think you should make me the vice president of Patina Cigars. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pay me anything. You know, just make give me that title, and then when you know, when I can retire at Southwest, it's like, hey, well, I used to be the VP of sales for Patina Cigars, mm-hmm. and yeah, then yeah. bam. But by that time, Patina probably won't exist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, I that that's always something I found interesting. Yes, so I'm with you. But because I guess you know, I mean, part of it though too is if you have that title. Like maybe when you go to another job, you'll get the pay that represents that title. But in this article too, they're talking about how a lot of the people who are hiring, they know, they can tell based on your what your job description was that you really didn't have that title at that job. So that's like yeah. I always like laugh like people are like oh, um, you know like like I joke around like oh what do you do I'm like oh I, I'm a baggage handler. Or like I, I pick bags up and I put them down, you know. Yeah. Uh, I always like down, you know. But I think it's interesting. That's all. Yeah, most people, man, look at a lot of people embellish the shit. I mean, even like when I go on LinkedIn and I see people that I used to work with, and I and I'm just like the way they embellish. And look at you embellish enough, you're straight lying. And I don't care what anybody says. You know, some people say, especially salespeople will say, oh, we got to embellish a little bit, this and that. But, man, that line becomes really, really thin after a while. And those embellishment, you start to convince yourself it's just an embellishment. And then it's like, then it just turns into a straight out lie. It, I, yeah, I think, I don't know. I, I never really liked that. I'm with you. I think more important than the title itself is how long they held that title. Like, did they actually do something at yeah. that job or were they just trying to jump from one to another non non-committal right well like me it's i've been with tilty anymore um but mm-hmm. like i know like when i worked at havana and i became full-time and i'm like okay so what's my job title and they're like oh uh why do you need that i'm like well you know at that point i was still like Oh, maybe I want to be a rep, or maybe I want to do this. So I'm like, I think it would be good for my resume. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh, you're you're a bartender here. I'm like, yes. yeah, but you know, I do the ordering, I organize the mm-hmm. humidor, I schedule events, I I go to the trade show and open new accounts, and now you're a bartender. All right, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, 
But it was funny when when stuff like I remember like I'd be chilling there, and then there was a problem. Like the bartender was working, and there was a problem with a cigar. Like one of the bartenders, because most of the people who worked at Havana are just bartenders. They don't, mm-hmm. or they they just like smoking cigars. And they're like, "Oh, talk to the manager over there, Tyler." I'm like, "I'm not the manager, but I'll come help." You know, I'm not right. Uh, I think like even one year, like they put on my badge, like CEO of the humidor. Yeah. Or, like, you know, it's like, all right, I'm just I'm the humidor dude. Let's let's go with that. Mm-hmm. Make sure that it doesn't get above seventy percent uh, humidity and seventy degrees, and I make sure your cigars are in there. Yeah. But I really when I was 27 i really wanted a really cool job title i didn't get it yeah dude one thing it's funny you say that man because people feed off like your energy and i think that for too long i didn't um really talk about patina enough um i'm not good at talking about myself in general that's like really difficult for me because like dude i wasn't raised that way and like i was always raised like oh if you accomplish things you know it's your accomplishment you know don't talk about it too well and still those are things that are very important to me but at the same time like if people don't know about your cigars they can't possibly buy them and smoke them right so it's kind of like i'm trying to strike that balance between really believing in what i'm doing without letting that change who I am, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's something well, that and then other the people could fucking talk about themselves all day and say, oh, I'm doing this and I got this. And I, and it's like they're not doing fucking shit. So it's just, you know, like you don't want to be that extreme either, you know. So I don't know. It's an ongoing inner struggle. Well, I look at it and it's this isn't really – this has to do more about just the cigar industry, not really what we're talking about, but it's like the when you leave, um, like when I left uh, Lake Country Cigars, so I know I'm no longer uh, doing the orders for certain brands, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that stuff anymore. So you kind of see when you leave um, who your true friends are, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I would like, like me and you, we still talk all the time um and uh you know like even like with with uh with skip like um like skip doesn't he didn't know like that when i started at lake country that i started in july of 2019 at lake country they had ordered like five thousand dollars worth of product and then by the end of the year they're they had more than doubled it it was like August mm-hmm. I started. And I, actually, I really didn't start working really until I got back from Nicaragua, but probably about September. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, got to like 12, 13 grand. And then the next year we get like in the 20s. But um, it's uh, that's the interesting thing, too, is how many people like who I thought were my friends is. Uh, and the thing is, we don't have to hang out. But, hey, you can send me. Yeah, I still have the same phone number. I've had it since high school. Like, you can still text mm-hmm. me. Like, I'll reach out to them like on uh messenger or whatever and you know nothing you know so you kind of know who your true friends are and mm-hmm. that goes into like the whole sales thing and like the whole yeah it's just it's interesting yeah for sure mo it's been an hour uh 
want to say thanks again. Appreciate your time. Yeah. Yeah, man. And uh, whenever we get you on next time, the Wi-Fi is going to be great. <laughs> no, man, I sure as hell hope so. I'll be finding a new co-host. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, you have anything else, Don? Trying to wrap this up early or what? Mo, you got to um, leave? Uh, I, yeah, yeah, man, I got it. Yeah, I do have some stuff to do. Yeah, me too. Um, I gotta eat dinner. Uh, <laughs> real quick before we go. All right, TBE, two weeks, Vegas. Um, come visit me and Mo at the Sutliff booth. Yep. Rudy um, will be there too. Rudy eight oh eight. Nice. Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I was always the like the only child, and now there's gonna be another person in the booth with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm what? a little nervous. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, I was no, in the Don same booth came. with you, Tyler. You were talking to the Impact Force <laughs> broker for a while. You two became best friends. You found the other weird guy in the booth, and you just slammed onto him. I can't believe um, you. I can't believe this. But uh, yeah, come visit. Uh, come visit us. Uh, if you're a retailer, please open an account. Uh, um, and uh, stop by and say hi. Yeah, not authorized sure. to go on any samples. Anybody? No, no tire <laughs> kickers. Uh, Tyler, if I'll be we... in a, I'll be in a much better much better mood. Um, uh, so, Tyler, if we record next, should be fun. Week, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll vent because Aloni's not going to TPE. I found out. Okay. Well, so we'll save that for another time. Do they carry patina? No. Damn. They don't carry Roma Craft or Patina? Nope. What do you do with that? That's... Tyler, we will save this for another time. And we'll have yeah. a podcast. Next time. All right, guys. All right, thanks, thanks Mo. Guys. Thanks, Mo. Rock and roll. Keep those cigars on ice. Yeah!